So here I am Standing with you My true loves were meant But I'm just like you I've lived my Said I could. I've done a lot of things wrong. So before we jump in, just to we've talked about it a little bit, but I don't think we've made it super clear. So we've been doing the Netflix party for these episodes, and Netflix has a new function, I guess, where you can like watch episodes of stuff on Netflix with other people. And it, like, lines all of it up for you so that, like, if the one person pauses it, everybody's pauses. So, like, you all are at the same point all the time, no matter what. And it's almost as if you're watching it together. Yeah, and, like, it has the chat bar on the side so, like, you can chat with each other. So, we've been doing Netflix parties for the episodes of Tiger King. And I think we're just going to keep doing it with, like, our episode-by-episode docu-series stuff. Like, we can just, you know, if we've got to watch an episode anyway, we can watch it with people. And it's fun because we can, like, chat back and forth and talk about the episode in real time. So that is available at any level on the Patreon. So if you support the show on Patreon, whenever we do a Netflix party, you'll get an email. You can join if you want to. And it's just, like, another way to hang out with us. So we just wanted to let you know that's out there. Yeah, so come hang out with us. Yeah. Okay, now on to the shit show that is Tiger King. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Tiger King, episode six. I know, we're kind of coming to a close with it, and I'm, I'm, it's bittersweet. I'm happy, yet not ready Mm -hmm. to leave Joe Exotic. I know, yeah, it's, it's something, isn't it? It 100% is, yeah. This episode, um, it had me laughing out loud at times. Sure. Sure. Particularly did. when its namesake happened. The noble thing to do, but we'll, we'll, get oh, on yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So obviously, this one's called The Noble Thing to Do. And we're getting to, like, in the last episode, we left off when Jeff Lowe was like, uh oh, Joe is getting investigated by the feds i think like something's going on right like um jeff was like i audited my parents and there were some discrepancies yeah because jeff is the person who's his moral compass is such that he can pass judgment and be the one to bring down the hammer so to speak exactly right yeah so we're talking to joe at first uh A call from jail, of course. And he says that he was asked to bail Jeff out of jail twice. The first time was when he beat up and strangled his first wife, Kathy Lowe. They kept saying strangled. He he didn't kill her, though. No, I think he just choked her. Okay. Because I I was... He just just choked her. No big deal. She's fine. Like... Yeah, because when they said strangled the first time, I was like, he murdered his first wife and he's not in jail? Because I just strangling, that's what that meant to me. I honestly think if they had said that at this point in docuseries, I would have been like, okay. Of course he got out. Yeah, exactly. Um, But also, did Joe know Jeff then? Like, I don't think so. Or... Because it says he... When he strangled and beat up his first wife, Kathy Lowe, and it's because Jeff was showing off his mistress at the time, which was Lauren. He must have known and him. So I guess when they first came to the park, Jeff was still married to somebody else, because it seemed like Lauren was his wife since they came on the scene. I don't know. It's it probably, there's a lot of overlap there, it sounds well, like. Well, and I think that there's a lot of... Like, they're, of course, they're, like, telling the story and setting the scene, but there's a lot that I'm sure the director, Eric Good, did to, like, okay, let's yeah. re- let's recreate this. So, you guys drive up in your Hummer wearing, oh, right, have right, your right, affliction yeah. on, and then go affliction ahead. Affliction all the time. Yes. Affliction up to uh, a thousand, and then get out yeah. and walk in. You know what I mean? You're going to really want, you're going to really want that affliction oh, on the track. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I guess he was rubbing it in his wife's face, and she was like, squeeze me. I don't appreciate this. So he fucking choked her. Lauren's a lucky lady. Yeah, right? That's how I get around every argument that somebody brings to me. They're like, look, I really don't like what you said to me yesterday, and then just immediate choking. Yeah. Judy Chop. (laughs) Ninja Star. (laughs) Like, the fuck? Yeah, and then, like, Lauren... (laughs) Okay, so you know that his wife essentially just had the audacity to speak to him in an assertive way, and he chokes her. Right. And beats her up, so you're going to go on and marry that guy. And have a child with him. Perfect. They have, no. They have a kid? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Okay, can we start a petition on change.org to have that child taken away from them? You're not even ready for all of, well, there's more details about that that are unsettling at best. Oh, God. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, we'll get there. That's fine. Okay. Is that in the next episode? <clears throat> sure is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I still haven't watched past this episode. I cannot so. believe that you haven't watched it. I mean, I get it because you're watching it with your husband and like, you know, we're doing the Netflix party and stuff, but at this point, watching this episode on Netflix party, that's my fourth go around. I know, like, I, watching Tiger King with everybody on the Netflix party has shown me a level of self-control that I didn't know (laughs) I had. Like, I'm proud of you. I didn't know I could do it, but I'm doing it, like, I feel like, I have a responsibility. Oh. You know, I'm telling everybody I'm not watching ahead, and I don't want to lie. I don't want to be a liar. In the words so. of Joe Exotic, you have a responsibility to those animals because you brought them <laughs> into this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep going. Except I know the meaning of responsibility. Okay. <laughs> True. So, um, anyway, so Jeff Lowe, douchebag and half. And then the second time Joe says he had to bail him out of jail was in Vegas. That's when they got caught um, sneaking cubs into the hotel. And Jeff said that while he was living in Vegas, he and Lauren had cats. An animal control holder heard about it and stormed the place like they were El Chapo. I think that that was uh, a generous comparison like i feel like jeff lowe is like i mean we're so we're so big and so crazy and so bad that the cops were like what are you the devil or you know like he's just that's he's flexing in a weird way and i never thought that i would say flexing but here we are yuck Yeah. yeah the animals were seized along with multiple weapons john ranke said that when jeff came back from vegas that's when the shit hit the fan it all went to hell and Jeff Lowe was told by the judge that he needed to surrender any animals that were confiscated. They're confiscated and stay out of trouble. And if he didn't, then he'd have to go to jail for 179 days. So Jeff, in his prison jumpsuit, no hat, no bandana, yikes, is like, yes, sir, I understand. And even like the grainy picture, everybody on the Netflix party was like, he's so disgusting, even when you can't see him without a hat like it's awful. yeah like he's a hundred yards away there's a terrible filter over top of him making it grainy as hell but i can just make out the outline and that makes me want to barf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hate him i never thought that i could hate him more than him and all of his biker shirt affliction glory than than if you removed the hat and bandana yeah but somehow you never think that it could be even worse than that but somehow it's much worse well that's how i feel through this whole entire documentary like i keep on thinking like oh god this is terrible and then tiger king's like i see you terrible and i raise you (laughs) a jeff (laughs) low without his hat and bandana (laughs) exactly uh jeff said that when he and lauren came back from vegas joe was locking them out of the bank accounts and he said that they snuck back and went to the bank and asked for the past year's bank statements And, you know, he's like, because he's not giving me the bank statements, I gotta know what's going on. And the teller at the bank was like, well, Joe is being investigated by the feds. And he's like, well, for what? And she's like, well, I don't know. But he's totally being investigated. 
That's all I know. <laughs> so Jeff said that while Joe was running for governor and doing his political thing, they found out that he forged Jeff's name on cashed checks equaling up to $88,000 in a misappropriated spending. He paid for his entire campaign with the park's money, and Jeff was P-I-S-E-D about it. Piced. He was piced. <laughs> piced? Yeah. That's a little... Uh, sweetest thing. Sweetest thing reference. <laughs> Such a good movie. And now, apparently, I don't have a problem with it. Apparently, it's illegal to use funds, like, from the park and forge people's names on checks but then use it for your political. Campaign. I do it all the time. I don't see what the problem no. is. No, it's it's a little it's nitpicky upon. on Jeff Lowe's part. I think. I mean, yeah, a little bit. It's like, God, dude, get off! Quick, give me the third degree. Get a hobby. Yeah. So Jeff confronts Joe, and of course, it's on camera, and he's like. You're already being investigated for something else, and when the shit hits the fan, I don't need another felony. So, I thought that it was telling here that Joe's, like, pretty much just kind of sitting there and, like, taking the verbal beating, essentially, mm-hmm. and he's like, I mean, I can, I can move, I'll move, I'll move, I'll just yeah, move. Yeah, kind of like, like folds I've got it like a of. house of cards, you know what I mean, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had everything I have everything taken care of, I think he said. And then he's just like, I'll move, I'll move. And Jeff's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yes, go away. So because of course throughout the whole like jail phone calls, Joe is always like, I didn't do anything wrong. This is all Jeff's doing. This is not my fault. Yeah. 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 All the shit was on Jeff's computer. This is all Jeff's stuff. Like whatever. But in that moment, he's certainly not denying using the park's money for his political campaign. He's not denying forging any of those checks. Well, and he's like, look, I'll put I'll put some money back. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there you go. So Jeff told him, yeah, get out. And then Jeff said that right before he left, Joe took all the records and burned them because he didn't want them to prove his embezzlement. And John Ranke was like, he burned laptops. He burned hard drives. So He burned everything. If we're talking about consistency, <laughs> yeah, Joe is nothing but anything but consistent. What well, how's how's the right thing? To, how's the right way? To, he's consistent because he burned down. He's nothing if not consistent. That's it. There it is. Yeah. He burned down the studio. No, he totally did because he didn't want people to find his shit. And mm-hmm. then here we go again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and all, and before he burned down the studio, he was blowing up shit on camera that, you know, was supposed to have been going in the proceedings with Carol. Right. So, yeah, he's got a pattern. Like, well, and I feel like if I don't think that Joe saw it himself, obviously he didn't see it himself because sometimes you can't, you know, like you have to step back away from it to be like, oh, wow, I'm being so obvious here. But it's like, you're giving yourself away, man. Stop doing the same shit five years later. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. He's you're like telling on yourself. Exactly. So Joshua Dial said that Joe came to the office distraught, tears in his eyes. And he's like, you know, I only saw him that way after Travis killed himself, and he was like, wipe all the computers, get out of here, I don't know what's about to happen, but Jeff Lowe has taken the park from me. Again, if you keep trying to dick people over, signing that park over into everybody else's name, eventually somebody's going to keep it. The only reason you sign stuff over into other people's name is to save your ass and throw somebody else under the bus. That's the only reason he's done it to all these other people. Well, yeah, and what did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. if... Because it's it's amazing to me, I guess, the the gall or the boldness that Joe Exotic has because he's like, I mean, yeah, I gave him the park, but then he tried to take it. I'm like, okay, you can't, like, Joe wanted yeah. to, wanted somebody else to take on the responsibility of the cert- certain things in the park, but he still wanted to be the owner, the manager, the all of the things for it. Yeah, and because before he's been able to do that, everybody else that he'd signed it over to still left him completely in charge. Mm-hmm. And they were like just 
bowing down to whatever it is that Joe said. Jeff didn't do that. Yeah, Jeff's like, you've met your match, Joe Exotic. Yeah. I'm going to go outside and have a duel. <laughs> um, so he starts getting paranoid, and John Rinky is like, you know, the day or two before he left, you could tell he was about to leave. Like, he was getting ready to just, like, take off. He was grabbing animals in the middle of the night, so he'd gotten a big truck. And in the middle of the night, he'd, like, pull the trucks in and pull out the, what they call the money tigers. So he's trying to sell these just to make any money that he can. And those tigers by themselves are three to $4,000. Yeah, each. Which, Andrew was like, that's it? Yeah. Like, three to $4,000 is it, and you're doing all of this? I mean, I guess that's why you gotta have 50,000 tigers, but... Well, and I guess, if you're that desperate, well, that's why people shoot and kill people for $20. You're that desperate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And... You know, this is another, I think, way that you can totally see that he doesn't give a fuck about the animals because he doesn't care what happens to them. He doesn't care where they go. Mm -hmm. He just wants to get rid of them. Whoever raises their hand and says, I'll pay $5,000 for that tiger gets it. Well, Joe Exotic, this entire time, all of them, if we're being honest, uh, fucking Doc Antle, too, all they have done is played God. And you know what I learned from Jurassic Park? Just because you can, you never stopped and thought about if you should. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're so preoccupied whether or not you could, you didn't stop and think whether you should. I also learned from Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh-uh-uh. Didn't say the magic word. <laughs> um, so, Marsha David, a GW employee, said that she helped transfer a bunch of animals. She took two baby tigers to California. They exchanged $5,000 in Branson, Missouri, but she said they just thought they were helping Joe out. They didn't know everything that was going on, and Joe was just telling them that Jeff was taking everything away from him, so they thought they were doing him a solid by helping him stay on his feet, I guess, financially, but also these poor people, they're eating Walmart-expired food. They're living living in in trailers with no air, no heat. No, nothing. Maggots all over the place. Rats. And they're like, we've got to make sure that Joe still has enough money to live. Right? I mean, like, this is like... That's how devoted they typical are. Typical cult leader type of stuff, yes. right? Uh, my only hope, though, was while she was in Branson, Missouri, she stopped and saw Ray Stevens. That would be a total missed opportunity if she had. That would be the true crime Although, here. we've got the Ray Stevens now, don't we? Oh, yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's in Nashville now. But then, probably. Right. He, he's performing a show called Cabaret. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Ray. <laughs> Jeff banned Joe from coming back to the park. Jeff told Joe that if he showed back up on the park, he'd shoot him in the head because trash. Well, and he says it like super, like, he's like, yeah, I said it and I would have done it. You know, like, he's, there's no apology. He doesn't see what's wrong with that behavior no. and that kind yeah. of... Exactly. It's just like, look at me, I'm big, bad, whatever. Well, yeah, all he's doing I'm is like... In the head. Yeah, he's puffed up. He's uh, he's chirping. Mm-hmm. So, the... What's his name again? Eric Good, yeah. the guy. He goes to visit Joe. So, Joe has moved somewhere. It just says Southern Oklahoma. We don't know where. Oklahoma. <laughs> and um, Joe was like, you know, I knew things were bad and mistakes were made, but I just decided to walk away rather than keep getting accused of shit I didn't do. I just walked away. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You don't walk away from something you've built your whole life because somebody's accusing you of shit you didn't do. Well, you were going down and you knew you were going down. That's admitting guilt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. And then this is where he says the cats were his responsibility because he bred them and brought them into the world. I'm like, you're not serious right now. (laughs) Your responsibility to what? To make money off of them? Because how many did you ship off to probably places that were going to slaughter them for their fur or... You don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, he did not have any kind of loyalty to any of these animals. 
And fuck no. I think, I mean, obviously he only saw them as dollar signs, but he only saw them. I think that maybe he generally did enjoy them, but it's like a little kid who gets um, a puppy or something. And, oh, they're cute and they're fun. And then they grow up and then you're like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Exactly. Or, yeah, how do you, how do you not, I mean, I get that he had a lot of animals, but it's like, you have, you have an animal from the time that it's young. How do you not form an attachment? Well, and also it's, I mean, he's super reckless with that because I get the desperation for needing to make money, but how could you, if you're, if we're talking about responsibility, which is just ridiculous that he even uses that word. But yeah, if we're talking responsibility, yeah, he's got this responsibility to take care of these animals. And it's like Tim Stark being like, well, what are you going to do when something's endangered? You're going to make more of them. Duh. Like, <laughs> sorry, I was ch- channeling my inner Tim, Tim Stark. Stark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there should have been some more F words in there, but I couldn't. I didn't think about it. But probably. Yeah. Okay. I get your need to generate more income and revenue. But it's like you're putting the horse before, like you're you're, walk, you're running before you're walking. Like you need to realize that you're creating more little baby tigers, cute, adorable, amazing. You can make a lot of money off of them doing things that I know is inhumane. But then they grow up and then you've got what? It's thirty to $40,000 a year to feed them per tiger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's on the low end, yeah. And that's on the low end. That's giving them expired meat and, you know, half a turkey every six months. Like, it's it's just so ridiculous, the greed there and the complete lack yeah. of caring. Well, and for them to put themselves in the same category or say that Carol is the same as them because in the early 90s, she also bred cubs. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she used to do it. She doesn't anymore. See how that's different? (laughs) Right. Like, Like, there's something about seeing the error of your ways and then fixing that behavior. Yeah, like, because uh, how many things do... I mean, people make fucking mistakes. Like, it would be one thing if through all this, Joe was doing all this stuff, and then he decided, you know what? Now I see. Look at the danger that I'm putting these animals in by breeding them. And I'm going to turn my zoo into a sanctuary. Like, because they're like, well, Carol's got her tigers in a cage. Well, yeah, because what are you going to do? You can't just, like, let them run around. You have to keep them somewhere. She wouldn't have to keep them in a cage if there weren't more and more and more being bred. Like, yeah, if you weren't creating this kind of problem. Yeah, I mean, at this point, she's got to do that because of the problem that there is out there. But... Eventually, what she wants to happen is that people stop breeding and that her sanctuary is no longer needed. Mm -hmm. Like, that's ideal for her. Like, there are things that people do, I don't know, to make money or whatever, but once you, it's like when you know better, you do better. Exactly. And that's what Carol did, but Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, all these people know better. They just choose not to do better. That's different. But somehow they're telling themselves this lie that they are better than the animal mm-hmm. rights people because they're the the devil. I I am just so, like, it's... Even the name, animal rights, and they're like, fuck right. all those animal rights people. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, and the fucking animal rights people. I'm like, you're saying that term like it's a horrible thing to be. Do you not? They're advocates for animal rights. <laughs> like, that's a good thing. I don't understand. Well, I mean, now we're, this is not the same thing, but, you know, however many years ago, probably even today, some people are like, well, yeah, those, those goddamn women's rights lib people. Oh, okay. Do we not deserve that? I'm confused. Like, do animals not deserve rights? Right. It's not a teddy bear. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want to with them. Yeah, exactly. So, Dylan Passage is there, because they're married at this point. And Joe says that they got new phones, they can't be tracked, they got new numbers, like, all this right, stuff. Right, and Jeff is like, if you're not guilty, then why would you get burner phones? Yeah, exactly. Joe, you don't seem like your regular self. Just uh, 20 years of 
blood, sweat, and tears, and every time I had, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. And who's the winner in this? Is it Carol? Nobody. Is it PETA? Is it Jeff? And is it- in, in the long run, it's going to be the animal rights people are going to be the winners of this because they're going to end up with the property because nobody can afford the lawyer bills. And what about Carol? I still think that she deserves to sit in jail for killing her husband. But I truly believe in karma. And a few people got some karma coming. Just having this discussion, I guess, got him all stressed out and he like gets up and barfs. When he did that, I was like, did he just throw up? I I think they might not have shown it all, but it was more of a spittle. Yes, it was. I I don't appreciate showing people throw up. I I don't feel like I need to know. I don't need to see it. It's yuck. So Jeff is telling, oh, Jeff said that Joe was telling people that Jeff had a hit on him and that's why he needed to leave the park. And the when Jeff is saying it, the look on his face is like a proud, like, oh yeah, that was had a hit on him and just like this. He's so smug. Smirk. Yeah. Yes. And they, he said they tried to narrow down where he was, but they couldn't. So we get a lot of James Garretson in this episode, which is highly unfortunate. Yeah. And all of um, his, the worst Bob in history glory. I mean, and everybody on the Netflix party was like, you know, agreed that the real crime is his haircut. Like, that's a felony right there. <laughs> that's a felony. Um, But James said that Joe was telling him that Jeff was taking the zoo, but... Jeff already owned the zoo. It was in his name, but Joe wanted to be the owner of the zoo still. So Joe believed that Jeff and the people at the zoo were dangerous and after him. The employees at the zoo were just told to tell customers that Joe retired. Like, nothing more, nothing less. Joe retired. That's where he went. They weren't allowed to tell anybody what happened. The zoo completely changed the image and got rid of everything that had Joe's picture on it. So it was like the moment Joe was gone, everything that had Joe Exotic on it was burned. They're like Joe who? Yeah, exactly. And Josh said that Jeff and Lauren got everyone together for a business meeting and said, look, Joe Exotic is going down. And he he said he was worried for Joe. Just like, oh, man, what has he gotten himself into? Like, Josh is a, is a sweet character. You can tell that he really genuinely cares. He got so wrapped up in it, and I feel like that is... There are multiple victims in this docu-series, but mm-hmm. Josh is 100% one of them. Yeah. And because John Rinky is like, you know, he fucking pisses me off. Like, he thinks he's above the law. He, you know, was obviously doing shit he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't letting anybody know really what was going on. But, of course, drags all of them into it because it's possible that they knew. I mean, they're going to get investigated, too. Right. But... You know, John's sick of his bullshit, seems like. He's just like, I'm done with Oh, him. yeah. He says that he doesn't know for a fact, but he suspects that's why Joe was worried about the feds. And John said that they all at some point said that they wished that Carol was dead, but they never talked about it in details or in seriousness. And he's just like, look, I mean, everybody said it, like, Somebody should kill the bitch. I wish the bitch was dead. Well, yeah, Eric Good's like, so who who all said that they wanted Carol dead? And he's like, we all did. Yeah, we all did. I, I even said it sometimes. I'm like, you guys, what the fuck? You want her dead because she's, because, <laughs> because if the animals end up getting fair treatment, basic fair treatment, you're out of business? Yeah. Don't you see what's wrong with that? <laughs> She's the thorn in their side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they needed her For taken sure. out, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's just saying, like, John says it, Saf says it. We just all, we thought it was a joke. Everybody, you know, said we wanted her dead, but it was a joke. And Saf is, like, adamant that Joe could not legit take out a hit on somebody. He's like, it's just not in him. It's not in him. He would never do something like that. Mark Thompson, Joe's security guard, said that Joe said to him, hey, I hear you can take care of a problem for me in Florida. And he's like, what problem is that? And he's like, well, well, that bitch Carol Baskins. 
And he's like, um, yeah, absolutely no on that one. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> but in the podcast, have you listened to any more of the podcast? I have not. I am pretty sure, and I, you know, it's all kind of a blur because it all happened so fast. And I was listening at the same time that we watched some of the episodes. But I'm pretty sure that Mark's wife is the reason that Joe went to Mark because I'm pretty sure it's Mark's wife. She tells a story that she was at the wedding with Travis and Joe and John. Travis and John, yeah. And at the wedding, they got to talking about Carol Baskins. And she's like, well, you know, my husband Mark could handle that for you. Because he said, do you know anybody that could kill her for me? He asked a million people if they would kill Carol. He asked literally like, If you pass somebody on the street, he's like, could you kill somebody for me? Like, asking everybody. So he talks to Mark's wife, and Mark's wife is like, oh, yeah, I think my husband could handle that for you. So then, I'm pretty sure. So then, um, he asks Mark, and Mark is like, no, 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 no. Can't and won't. Absolutely no. Like, what the fuck, dude? So... And they all were just like, you know, you just, with him, you just couldn't tell if he's serious or not. It's like... Really? I don't know. I just don't know about, I guess I just don't have those kinds of friends or people in my life that just throw out accusations, or not accusations, but throw out these things where they're like, yeah, I wish, I wish they were dead. Do you know anybody that could kill somebody? For, you know, like, even, even in a joking manner, I don't know if I have that. And then mm-hmm. if you, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So then you look back on it and you're being interviewed for it and you're like, you know, wait, I just, I just don't think that that's possible because we all thought he was joking. I'm like, well, if we're here now, mm-hmm. maybe there was some truth to it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Pretty much everybody that Joe worked with, well, and we know because in the first couple of episodes, it kind of showed how he would take in people off the streets, basically, who had maybe just gotten out of jail for whatever reason. They don't have anywhere to live. Like and down on their luck like kind of thing. Yeah. And he made it look like this, you know, act of goodwill toward humanity. And, oh, I'm going to give you a job, give you a place to stay, whatever. And now we know that it's a major act of manipulation because you have everything over on them. And what Mm -hmm. are they going to do? Yeah, now they're beholden to you. And so you ask for a favor or you want them to work 14-hour days without any breaks. And no pay. And no pay. Um, They're more likely to do that kind of thing because they feel like they owe you. Taking advantage. (laughs) Yeah, so... Then we circle back around to Alan, which was Jeff's right-hand man. Alan, what was his last name? Alan Glover. G, Glover, yeah. So, they're like, he's a felon. James Garretson is a felon. We know Jeff is a felon. Like, you've got all these people around him that have a pretty significant criminal record. And John Rinke said that James Garretson even sold him a stolen Hummer. So Eric Good goes to talk to James Garretson. He's got a hidden camera on. And he's just asking him, did Joe try to get someone to kill Carol? And James is like, yeah, he's been trying to do that for years. Um, When Jeff came around, everybody thought he was a multimillionaire, and they were both trying to get her whacked. Like, <laughs> Wow, okay. Okay. He said he knows this because he was there with them when they were talking about it. And Jeff brings up a time when Carol was riding her bike. So, she, you know, she does the videos and it's like, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And she's riding her little bike. I'm going to be honest with you. Unless she's got a helmet with a GoPro on, the fact that she can ride a bike and hold a camera and film herself with like the, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, I'm impressed. I know. It did look like she was holding it. I have to have both hands on the wheel. Ten and two. Cannot. I don't even think I can ride a bike. My legs are so short. I'm spending the whole time hyperventilating that I might fall over. <laughs> it's like those fainting goats. Like you're riding and then you're like plop. Yes. That's yes. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, I really want to get a bike, but I'm going to have to get like a teenage girl one. Like maybe a frozen one or something. Oh, with streamers. Yeah, in a basket. So he's like, you can see that she rides that bike trail. She rides it every day. 
But you can see where she is, like behind her, there's nobody around. It's just kind of a, an isolated area. There's a lot of trees and stuff. So it would be super easy for somebody to pop out at the right moment <laughs> and shoot her or whatever. Exactly. So Joe is like, that's where you got to get her. You, she's riding her bike. That's where you got to get her. So Jeff Googles the big cat rescue and he pulls it up on Google Earth and he found the bike path, which is a scary. Well, that's after watching this, but for sure don't fuck with cats. I'm terrified. And also, oh if God. you if you take into account you, the TV show, the series you, um, I don't feel safe in my own home. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't. It's dangerous. Right. Um, Someone's in So they house. pull it up. <laughs> they pull it up on Google Earth, and they pick out, they find the exact bike path and pick out the spot, and they're like, that's where you need to sit and shoot her when she's coming. And James was like, you know, Jeff knew more about the schematics than anything. And Jeff was like, well, that's because I'm the only one who figured out how to pull it up on Google Earth. Like, <laughs> God. So Travis was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go shoot her. I'll go shoot her. And Joe's like, you're not going to shoot her. You're my husband. You'll go to jail forever. Like, no, no, no. We'll find somebody else to do it. But <laughs> Joe is like, oh, no, I, none of that shit's on my computer. That's all on Jeff's computer. I'm just minding my own business, just trying to do my work. <laughs> just an honest day's work. And Jeff is over here squawking at me. You could shoot her here. You could shoot her there. Like, whatever. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Joe never, okay. ever said anything about killing Carol. <laughs> he Jeff never did. even, like, shot a blow-up doll in the head pretending it was No! Killed. That was Jeff. It's, he's being framed. Yeah, for sure. Alan Glover said that Joe brought up wondering if he knew anyone who could kill Carol often, and he said he just brushed it off as bullshit. I'm pretty sure he said, I just brushed it off as fucking bullshit. <laughs> he probably did. He's got the worst fucking attitude. Yes, like, he does. I cannot stand it. And him. he throws, like, I, I'm i a fan. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm going to give you a little insight into the world of Tori. I like a cuss word. I don't mind him. He makes me never want to cuss ever again. It's just too much. And his, like, shitty yeah. attitude about it, I'm like, eh. If that's how I sound, he's, then I'm done. Yeah, he's the worst. Like, he said that one day Joe brought him a crossbow into the office and said Alan could use that on Carol and no one would know that he did it. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could just see me maybe walking around in Florida with a with camo on, but a fucking crossbow? What the fuck? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> just like, I just love, because it's like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills listening to this whole thing because... Nobody is like, are you seriously asking me to shoot another human being and yeah, kill them? where he draws the line is the crossbow. Exactly. And he's even offered, he's like, I could knife her. I could cut her head <laughs> oh off. You want me to bring God. her head back to you? But I'm not doing a crossbow, you fucking idiot. Like, dumbest idea I've ever that, heard. That's where we draw the line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And Joe's like, don't bring the head back here. Get rid of it in the swamp. Like. Y'all are fucking idiots. I, yeah, I can't. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, this is horrible. Joe then puts that picture of Carol's property, like the Google Earth kind of thing, on Facebook with the caption, finally found where the bitch lives. And Jeff is like, what are you, stupid? That's actually one of the only profound things that Jeff has ever said. Because, yeah, you are... You're 100% implicating yourself. Like, do you know what you're doing right now? Yeah, he can't stop, though. He's so driven by his ego and Paranoia. whatever. <laughs> yeah, that he just can't. It, it He's going to do anything he can to tie himself to it and then later just be like, no, oh, it wasn't me. Right. It wasn't me. Who Who is the one who is... Talking about killing her on Joe Exotic TV all the time. Like, no, hardly anybody watched that. But guess what, bitch? It's still out on the internet. We can still see it. So once you're investigated, all your words are there. Well, right. And he's, Joe is exactly cool, Ethan, from Slackers. He's like, no, no, it fell out of your hair that way. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Dan. Okay. Is this a hairball? <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff says, truth be told, the animal community would be better if 
better off if Carol was dead. Like, oh, you almost had it, Jeff. You almost had it. Almost had it, yeah. But he said it did start to concern him when he realized that Joe had become a complete liability. His only concern is the liability financially. I'll never financially recover from this. Yeah, forget about the fact that we're talking about killing somebody, which obviously Jeff doesn't give a fuck. I would not be surprised if Jeff is connected to murders and we just don't know. 100%. No. Yeah, 100%. Because Joe's talking about it all the time. He's making comments all the time. They may sometimes be passing comments, but they're all the time. And let's not even forget about the videos. And yeah, exactly. It's just, of course, it's a liability. We're not done yet. We're still going to dig up Carol's ass. Before I'm done with this, I'm going to have the bitches head in a jar. Then Jeff said he wanted to get together and talk to James Garretson, so they go to Applebee's, as one does. I I hope to God they got a reservation, because depending on the night, you don't know how busy it's going to be. And let me tell you, now that they got those bottomless fries, it's on. Oh, yeah. yeah. He told James that he wanted to get rid of the zoo and get out of that headache. And so Jeff said, look, I want you to go to Carol. Tell her for half a million dollars, I would hand her Joe on a platter with all the crimes I know he committed. If you want to get rid of Joe, I'll give you everything you need to take him down. But it's going to be 500 grand. And James is like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to do that because he offered me 100 grand to do it. None of that makes any sense. No, no. So Howard is like, we get a call from a 405 area code. We don't answer it because we're not fucking idiots. And then we get a text that says, if you want information against Joe, return the call. So we immediately sent that to law enforcement. What? Yeah, okay. Of course they did. Like, yeah. (laughs) I just, I'm so like, they're just like, okay, well, I'll call Carol and she'll meet with me because she'll trust me and like, whatever. Fucking idiots. (laughs) So they sent it to law enforcement. So then James Garrettson's like, I get a call for the next day from Special Agent Matt Brown from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. And he comes into my shop and tells me that I'm in a lot of trouble. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't have anything to do with any of this. I'm just an innocent bystander here. Had nothing to do with it. (laughs) And he's like, I got in trouble for buying a lemur with bogus papers. That's all. And... That's all. <laughs> the it's again the crazy pills situation because never have I ever thought that I would be watching a documentary where buying a lemur with bogus papers would ever come up. Like, okay, yeah. um, yeah, and they're like, you know, James was involved in all kinds of like credit card fraud. Yeah. Selling stolen vehicles. He's, he's, anything that he did, he did it in a fraudulent way. 100%. But the only thing that he's actually owning up to is buying that damn lemur. And everybody's like, it wasn't the lemur. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about the lemur. And look, that's all the other stuff. I've watched the Boomafoo. I love a lemur. I'm not obsessed with him like Garrettson is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, he talks to his lawyer. And his lawyer is like... Yeah, I think you need to do that. I think you're going to need to cooperate with them. Probably because his lawyer was like, they have a lot of shit on you that I can't get you out of. Oh, yeah. So you're going to need to take this deal because it's your golden egg. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you this need. This is your golden, golden ticket. ticket. Yeah. Why did I say egg? Is that a thing? Uh, Yeah, there's like a goose with the golden eggs. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's it. Yeah. So, James Garretson says... I lost my shit when he said this. (laughs) So I decided to work with law enforcement because it was the noble thing to do. I was like, Jesus can hear you. (laughs) Right? I literally, while watching it and taking notes on this, I was like, pause for laughter. Because you're going (laughs) to need to. Yeah, exactly. It's, again, crazy pills. I just, yeah. So... He signed up to be a confidential informant. He had to record all conversations he was present for between Joe and Jeff. And those dumb bitches never thought, 
that anybody could be wired. Well, like, the thing is, though, and I don't know if this is the case, but outside looking in, Jeff was very much an advocate for recording everything. So I'm sure he was like, okay, I'm recording everything. Why wouldn't he, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. God, they're so dumb. So James tells the FBI, Joe has picked Alan Glover to do the hit, and Alan Glover has agreed to do it. It's going to happen. So Howard is like, we're sitting at the desk, the phone rings, and it's the FBI. They said that they had reason to believe that Joe tried to have Carol killed. And Carol's like, uh, I've been telling you that yeah. this is a serious threat. <laughs> yeah. You mean again he tried to have me right. killed? Like Which time? when? Which is the last time. Yeah, exactly. So we meet Amanda Green, who's the federal prosecutor. She's got a great haircut. And Best haircut out of the whole, the whole thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. By a long shot. And she says that they reached out to Carol around November of 2017. They'd heard some recorded phone calls of James and Joe about having a murder for hire take place. James said that Alan was just mean and nasty and that anybody, if anybody in the park ratted him out, he'd kill every one of those motherfuckers, is what he told James. He said he was drinking a lot. He was doing a lot of coke. He was definitely not in the best place mentally. and. Alan said the plan was to hide, hunt, and find this woman. And Joe put his trust in me to do it. Which, like, Andrew was like, why the fuck would he ask Alan to do it when they're essentially mortal enemies? Exactly. They hate each other. That doesn't even make any sense. And in a normal murder-for-hire plot, I would say it doesn't make any sense. And it's probably not what really happened. Right. But it is because they're that fucking stupid. Well, and the only thing that I can surmise is that Joe literally asked everyone and their mama and they were like, no. And Alan was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine, Alan. You do it. And he's like, all right, whatever. So Howard said that Carol stopped riding her bike to and from work. Can you imagine the fear? Like, I mean, she she had to live with that for so long. But then, like, the if... I can, I know that she probably trusted her gut and been like, this is a real thing. But then the government, the FBI comes to you and they're like, look, it's real. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a plan. It's, it's happening. Like, yeah. They had to put security cameras in. They. Howard and guns. Carol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they had to do whatever they could to protect themselves. And then Alan Glover just falls off the radar. Like, the FBI loses him. They were trying to track him. He's not responding. James is trying to make contact. He can't get in touch with him. He finally gets in touch with him, and Alan said that he was going back home, and he was tired of this shit. So Amanda Green is like, we figured out Alan was going to go back home to South Carolina, and it was apparent at that point that the plot had completely fallen apart. Alan was no longer going to participate. And Alan's like, well, apparently I chickened the fuck out and didn't make it there. I just started partying instead. And James said he thought the plot stopped with Alan, but the FBI wanted him to put in an undercover agent. I feel like, so, so, sorry, when Alan says, apparently I chickened the fuck, or chickened the fuck out, I feel like that is very telling of his sobriety and mental state at that point. Because if you, if it's, if you're, you're like, well, I was told that I chickened yeah. out and was partying. Yeah. I don't, I have no recollection of that three-month time period. No. But From what I hear. I didn't kill yeah. him. So, yeah. And he's like, he's like disappointed in himself, it seems like. Yeah. That he didn't, like, because later he says, well, I guess it all worked out for the best or something like that. And it's like. Well, yeah, because, yeah, you not murdering somebody is probably working out for the best. Yeah. But, I mean, how can you Are hold you your serious? head high if you couldn't even do that, you know? Yeah, he's uh, he's got some changes to make. Yeah. So, the FBI wants James to put in an undercover agent. They're, now we're going to make it a sting. And... They discuss details like buying burner phones, getting an unregistered pistol from a flea market. So they're telling Joe, like, you need to get a clean gun. You need to pay this much money. Like, all these things. Get burner phones. 
It started out as $5,000 up front and then $5,000 after she was dead, and Joe agreed and said, let me sell some tigers. No big deal. Joe's trying to negotiate and get the best deal, but the government has no proof at this point that Joe bought burner phones or the pistol, and he didn't give the agent any money. So arrest an arrest was never made even months later. Around this time, Jeff is dealing with all his problems in Vegas. So we've kind of jumped around timeline-wise. Yeah. He said that the conditions for his parole were to stay out of trouble for a year. And he said that he was having one of his daily conversations with James because they were super close at the time. And James told Jeff that he was working undercover with the FBI and that they knew everyone involved. So Jeff's like, well, why don't they come to me about it? Like, I know a bunch of stuff. Why wouldn't they come to me? <laughs> it's always James. It's always Marsha. Marsha, Marsha. Like, he's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How come I'm not undercover? Like, <laughs> and James is like, well, they want you to be. They totally want you to be. But like. They just didn't know if you would want to or, like, whatever. They didn't know how noble you really wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, look, I did it because it was a noble thing to do, and I think that you can also do the noble thing, too. Right. So, Jeff is like, oh, I'm dying to talk to the FBI about what I know. So, and of course, you know, Ranky is like, all he's trying to do is fucking clear his mess up in Vegas. He's he's trying to get he's he's got some information and he's going to use that as leverage to get all of his other criminal shit wiped well, off. It's, same, it's all a ploy. Yeah, same with James Garrettson. It's like they are doing yeah. all of these things for personal gain, masquerading as noble things to do. <laughs> Right, yeah, because if you were a person who had no criminal history, you weren't looking down the barrel of a felony that, and you were like, hey, I've got information and I think somebody needs to know this, that's one thing. But, and it, it's it's good that they did what they did, but at the same time, it's like, they're not the kind of people that I want their records to be wiped. Mm-mm. They do not deserve to start with a clean slate. No, because they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. No. They're just going to keep, keep. Keep on. And and Jeff, at the very least, is a violent person. Oh, yeah. So, Jeff said that James told him if Joe had given the undercover agent a $5,000 nope. or a $5 bill to kill Carol, it would have been over. Any exchange of money would handle this. So, James brought the FBI to Jeff and he told them everything. He called Alan and asked his side of the story. And, of course, Alan asks for immunity. And Jeff was like, look, I can't give you that, but the, this is the closest thing to immunity you're going to get. You've got to help the FBI. They know all about Joe. Right. What I, I recommend strongly, you don't want to be on Joe's side when this comes down. You want to be on the government's side. I got what that, what that means is you just got to tell me, like, <clears throat> when he, I, I don't, I don't put any words in your mouth. So, like, let's just say from the very first time he approached you, what he said, and I'll let you go. He asked me, hey, Bob, you know anybody go kill that woman for me? What did he offer in exchange? Well, he supposed to give me $5,000 cash to leave with. But did your understanding, when he gave you that money, he did it for the purpose of you going down to Tampa and killing Carol Baskin? Yeah, he gave me three grand. He supposed to get $5,000, but he only got three. But that wasn't about the fucking money. about fucking him over. Joe said that Alan is Jeff's right-hand man, and it doesn't make sense for him to use him. Why would I use Jeff's right-hand man? Because obviously, like, we don't get along. Jeff's trying to take me down, you know, all this kind I of mean, stuff. I mean, again, probably one of the most true things that Joe has said. Like, yeah, exactly right. right. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't pay a $3,000 crackhead to go kill Carol. He said, James and Jeff are con artist buddies, and they record everything to blackmail you. Jeff said that when he started asking Joe where the money for the hitman was, Joe packed up and left. Amanda Green said that the government didn't know that Alan had been given money by Joe to kill Carol, as well as a phone with pictures of Carol. So, like, he bought him a burner phone, had pictures of Carol on it, so he didn't get the wrong person. None of that information was known until July of 2018. So, like, what Joe is saying makes sense. Why would I, why would I work with Alan? That doesn't make any sense. Like, they, they're, they could totally be setting me up and all that kind of stuff. Then it's like, well, but you gave him money. 
That's the difference. And I'm just curious, and I'm not saying that Joe in any way, shape, or form is a good, honest person that wouldn't lie to your face and tell you it's the truth. But I don't know. I I do I do understand or I do see where why would he bring in Alan for any of this? Like why? Yeah. And yeah, I mean the exchange of money, if there's proof of that, I I believe that it could have happened. But with the burner phone, with the pictures, you could get any of those photos from her Facebook. Yeah. Did it happen? Did it not happen? I don't know. I feel like well, it's Well, the way she said it was that they to me, it she made it sound like they did have evidence of that, that there was the exchange of money. And why did he have a burner phone? Maybe they linked the purchase of it to Joe. I don't yeah. know. But that's kind of what she's making it Right. Like. I would just, I would love just personally to get more, like to, to, I guess, get more of the evidence and just mm-hmm. see. Because, yeah. yeah, I would want to know for sure. I would like to know for sure. Did they link the purchase? If Alan is in possession of a burner phone that Joe himself bought. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know who, there would be no way to know. Probably who put the pictures onto the phone. Right. But all I'm if the phone was given to him by Joe. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures. It's like the Kitty Holmes one that we did, you know, where she had she had the burner phone and the only two numbers in the phone were her husband, who she attempted to have murdered, and the hit. Yeah, man. exactly. AKA her boyfriend. And yeah. I feel like but the only thing the only the only reason why I'm like even having this like devil's advocate moment is because fucking Jeff Lowe Alan Glover and James Garretson, like, are they credible? <laughs> Do they have anything to gain by being like, okay, no, 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 I can give you, I can give you Joe. Right. I can give you. And, and they have something to gain by Carol being murdered. Exactly. They do still have something to gain. Jeff does because it, right now, his park is in danger of not being profitable because of her. Exactly. So he's got a reason to want her gone, and he even says as much in this episode. Mm-hmm. Th- this community would be better off w- with her dad. Yeah. yeah. They end up indicting Joe during the summer of 2018. He, you know, is at his new home. And with Dylan. Oklahoma, with Dylan. He immediately, like, just out of nowhere packs up and moves. Yes. So he knows something's coming. His social media posts make him look like he was in Belize, and he's like, hashtag Belize. Hashtag home sweet home, like, you know, all these things, like, totally in Belize, love in Belize, everything I love about Belize. Like, we got the airbrush t-shirts. Yeah. And uh, James Garrison is like, you know, I'm looking at those pictures and I'm like, that's Florida water. He ain't in Belize. And people in the Netflix party were like, you can just tell by the water. They're like, actually, you kind of can. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as like, I could probably tell what a Myrtle Beach looked like. Myrtle Beach oh, Beach yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. yeah, exactly. You can, there is a little bit of a difference, but um, the, he's like, that's panhandle water. That's definitely, and he was right. He was. Well, he was 100% I mean, right, because he was, he was arrested in the Gulf of Mexico, uh-huh. and yeah. I, I just would wonder, too, how, how is he going to get money to even get to Belize in the first place? <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So, Amanda says that they did a very special technique called pinging phones to find out where he was and if you are not familiar with what pinging is she went ahead on to tell you mm-hmm. yeah but we were like okay Amanda, thanks. <laughs> you act like we're like not we don't know how to run a cell phone ping operation exactly i am a private investigator and a detective mm-hmm. yeah so so don't come at me amanda yeah you're not my real mom and you never will be so don't tell me what to do yeah they arrest joe in a parking lot and <sighs> Dylan talks about Joe's letters, and he's, like, reading one of Joe's letters, and he's, like, tearing up, and he's having a hard time finishing it, and he's obviously very moved. He seems like he genuinely cares for Joe. I don't understand it. I don't either, especially because Joe's not there in person to kind of exert that power. Like... I would think with Joe or with any kind of relationship like that, their presence would be a lot with that. Like, 
you know, sometimes when you get away from a situation and you can't be around them, maybe you like, oh, you wise up a little bit and like, this is toxic. This isn't right. Yeah, yeah. That like filter through which you see everything is not directly in front of you anymore. You can get everything clears up a little bit. But Dylan seems to be like ride or die with Joe. Yeah, not for Dylan. He's like, I would just hug him because he's a very affectionate man and that's what he needs right now. And he's just like really upset about it. And it's just... It's, he's so young. He's so young. Like, he's... It, when he gets older, I feel like he's going to wish he could have... His older self could go back to his younger self and be like, don't waste your time on this idiot. Yeah. Like, well, because... And, I mean, I know... I mean, so many people have, have done this kind of thing, and it shapes you, and it shapes your character, and I don't think that you should be ashamed of it, but decision, decisions that you make as a youngin, like 18, 19, you're still an adult. So that can follow you and it can really, I don't want to say ruin lives, but it can be some big roadblocks. Yeah. 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 So Carol releases a video just like letting everybody know that Joe's finally been arrested. Everyone, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Today, Joseph Schreibvogel Maldonado Passage, also known as Joe Exotic, was arrested for seeking to hire someone to murder me. We are enormously grateful to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the FBI, for the many months of incredibly hard work that went into this investigation. And Joe says, <sighs> Joe says that he can't wait to tell his side of the story in court because he was framed. <laughs> Okay, Joe. Okay, Joe. <laughs> that he knew exactly what happened. Three felons wanted to take his zoo. I am just so, again, it's impressive how much he believes the own lies that he has told himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got some, he's got some deep-rooted issues, yeah. man. The episode kind of ends with Jeff talking about the new zoo that he's building. So he said he wanted to get away from the Joe Exotic, like, bad persona. He knew that it was going to affect the park negatively, even though Joe's not involved with it anymore. It's just going to look bad. He knew that he basically had to start over. So James is like, well, if I was going to do a zoo, I would put it on the border of Texas because everybody in Oklahoma is fucking poor and Texas people have got more money. I so love that's where I would James' impression. He's so condescending to everybody around him. And I'm like, you are a slob and a hag. Yeah, a slob kebab. What are you doing? <laughs> He's so gross. I hate also, him. Also, Torella, I really appreciate your commitment to your James Garretson impression because the hair is down. You got it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the reason why I wanted to say it. The look. You guys, if looks could kill, Torella's profession would be staring. Yep. Because that I would have just... Luckily, we're recording remotely because you guys would have just heard a snapped episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Andrew was like, what What kind of a butt haircut is that? Like, he's just like, every once in a while, it offended him. Yeah. And he had to say something about yeah. it. He was just like... It assaults you in many different ways and many different times. <laughs> and it's a sneak attack. You never really see it coming. Yeah, because you're like, I said, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> like, it just, it gets you. But they build the zoo or they're going to put the zoo next to the Windstar Casino. And he is like, you know, it's going to be like a four or five million dollar zoo. It's going to be like super amazing. Everything's going to be like really cool about it. And Alan said that he's so glad he told the FBI everything that happened or else he would be in jail right with Joe. I think that, um, good for you, but you, you should all, you should be in jail like Joe is. You should be in jail. Yeah. They all should be in jail. Yeah. Like, I'm really fucking, listen, <sighs> there is so much, I, I can understand sometimes that when you need evidence against a person and you cannot get that evidence any other way, but if we're talking about a money trail, if we're talking about purchases that you can link to Joe, you don't need their testimony. And frankly, their testimony can only hurt you because they're a bunch of non-credible lying fucking scumbags. Well, that are There's literally looking to make a deal. Yes, yes. That's not going to look good in court. Like... I don't, I really don't feel like they needed their testimony so much 
that they can wipe all of this shit clean? You've got somebody who was willing to go and do a hit? Who has a teardrop tattoo, so he supposedly already killed somebody? Unless you're crybaby. Walker. Yeah, I mean, one of the two. Right. I just don't see it. So, it's a 50-50 shot. So, I just, I just don't, everything that Joe has ever done in his entire life is on videotape now or recorded in some way. So, I just really don't understand why they needed to give them immunity anyway. Th- these conversations were going to happen regardless. And if you can, like we said, if you can trace it, the purchases, the money exchange, all that, you don't need their fucking bullshit testimony anyway because you can't believe anything they say. Right, exactly. James is still sitting here telling us the only thing that he could have gotten in trouble for was buying a lemur with fake papers, so he decided to cooperate with the FBI because he's noble. (laughs) Um, It still makes me laugh. Well, because it has to. Yeah, it's, yeah there's know, no other like, reaction. I just don't, I just don't get it. So, um, Joe just doesn't understand why he's in jail, though. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't think we should either. Let me show and tell the whole thing. Because then you'll get it. Then you'll say, Jesus fucking Christ, why are you in jail? Now, am I crazy? Because I do feel like I get why he's in jail. Like, I see it. Hmm. I guess you're going to have to connect the dots for me because I don't. Oh, okay. Well, well, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe next episode we can connect those dots. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either. All I know is that James Garrettson's still not going to get a fucking good haircut. That's all that I can be sure of. Man, the internet. Hopefully that's going to inspire him because we are not the only ones talking about his hair. I'm positive. No, not at all. Yeah. So that's episode six, y'all. Yeah. One one more and one to grow on, because we'll talk about the the eighth one, but it's not worth a whole episode by itself. No, it's not. But there are some nuggets in there that we're going to include, so. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.